0: Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your handsome host, Richard Dotson, here with my other host, Matt O'Hara.
1: Hey, thanks, man. I got no adjective for S-stunning, you. Stunning um, introduction.
0: Oh, thanks. Yeah, uh, You like that one?
1: Yeah, it was it was marvelous.
0: I really try to switch it up every week.
1: I know. I you can know? tell.
0: Different intro every week. And mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, oh, what can I say? You know, what word can I just overly uh, pronunciate? I don't know. Five years straight, the word and. And. <laughs> Same one. Uh, so we're back again this week. Now, remember, this show, if any news is broken, sorry, I'm still on the beach. You're right. You listen to this last week. I was on the beach. I'm still on the still beach Still there. I went a vacation for two weeks, babes. OK, mm-hmm. this is where I'm at. Next time you hear me live or not live, but the same like time frame, I'm going to be a tanned mother. Mm. Right. Like Because
1: that'll be a nice, refreshing change up because we're pasty right now. Well, speak you for that. yourself.
0: I'm actually out. I'm not. I'm not too pasty. I have a pool, dude. Yeah, which I've not really used yet this year because it's still fall here. Yeah, well. <laughs> I was
1: going to say, dude, I look like I've got more sun than you
0: from doing mm, like yard work. I do definitely agree to disagree on that
1: one. I don't know. I mean, air. first
0: of all, you're just naturally darker skinned to me, period. Sure. So I'm still darker than you now. Okay. All right. Seriously. I doubt it, but all right. Okay, well, well I, I don't agree with you, but <laughs> we're back again anyway. So remember, this episode was actually recorded on June 14th. So if
1: anything is broken in the last couple weeks, sorry.
0: Yeah, and for us, we're literally on our fourth straight hour of recording podcasts. We did the last show, then we did a nerd herd show. Now we're doing this show, and after this, we're actually recording the other nerd herd show. Yep. Podathon. We're on a -a little podathon. Podathon 2019, but only releasing them on a weekly basis. Yes. Yeah. Look at us. I'm gonna have no voice tomorrow.
1: No. Yeah, that's true. I
0: don't care. I ain't scared.
1: We're going to muddle through it though.
0: So let's get into that. Today, we're talking about the NFC uh, East. Uh, North. North. NFC North. And then a nerded episode is going to be the AFC North. AFC North. And if you're not a nerded member, that's going to be worth subscribing to anyways because I'm talking about Baker. I'm going to get all giggity giggity on him. But before that, let's talk. Let's let's have a word from our sponsor, shall we? Let's hear it. DynastyOwner.com. Now, remember DynastyOwner. It's a new site that is running their whole beta program for uh, this year. It's going to be a really cool way to play Dynasty Fantasy Football. Not auction style, but actually NFL contract style. So whatever the NFL contract is, is what you get on your roster with $100 million salary cap. So how savvy can you be as a Dynasty owner manipulating the cap, right? Where's the value at? Where's the best deal at? Tom Brady has a nice contract, right? These rookie running backs have great contracts. You know? Oh, yeah. What receivers have great contracts, Matt?
1: Um, I Honestly, don't remember off the top of my head which ones. All
0: of them. Devontae <laughs> Adams, $16 million. Worth it. Totally worth it. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Dynasty Owner, you got to check them out. Now, their beta is filled. We filled that stuff so quick. Whew, man, filled up like a pastry but you can still get a lifetime discount by signing up now for this season and helping them with their beta. If you go to dynastyowner.com, there's a link in their Indiegogo campaign. If you don't know what that is, it's a crowdfunding site and it helps like just build new stuff. It's a great way to financially support a site and an idea while cool getting some cool stuff in return. And like we mentioned last week, dude, they got a lot of really cool stuff for their tiers. They got the $99 tier, which you get for a team for free for five years. So you buy it for ninety nine bucks. So instead of paying your entry fee once, you get five entries. It five which is years, awesome. Yep. And then the next entry levels two are you get that the five free entry, and then at the two fifty level you get a dynasty owner hat and a T shirt. Uh, at the five hundred level you get a team for life, which is pretty good. Yeah, that's I mean, pretty sweet forever. Mm-hmm. So if you play for five years, it pays for itself, right? And this is Dynasty. Who doesn't play for five years? You get a light, you get a hat, you get a shirt, you get a dynasty owner, Yeti, a real Yeti, not some fake turd thing. At $1,000, it gets even cooler. It's like Antarctica out there. You get a free team for life, a hat, a shirt, a Yeti. But then, Matt, you get two tickets to any Monday Night Football game in 2019 or 2020. I mean, you go to the right team, you go to the Packers game or something like that, it's going to pay for itself, right? Absolutely. Now, obviously, there are some restrictions on the seats, but go to the site and you can see what you're at. Now, finally, the $5,000 donation which is a massive amount of money. You can't be like, I can't donate $5,000 anything. If you donate $5,000, you get everything we just mentioned, including the two Monday night tickets though, but you also get a week's trip to Mexico, Casa de Sofia in Mexico. Now this is a private villa owned by Dynasty owner, uh, and it comes with the house for a week. It holds up to eight people, up to four couples, and you get everything there. It's
1: fully staffed.
0: So imagine going to an all-inclusive hotel, this is an all-inclusive house. You have like you're like super rich, where you have servants, right. butlers, maids, cooks. You have your own personal cook. They cook for you. They clean for you. They go shopping for you. Matt,
1: you don't you don't have to worry about waking up and cooking eggs,
0: dude. They make your drinks for you. Right. You, you just, want a you, mudslide? You
1: wake up and you say, "I would like some eggs," and then somebody goes and makes you some eggs and brings
0: you a, a plate full of eggs, dude. You don't lift a finger, right. So yeah, it's five thousand dollars a lot of money. Well, this house usually goes for eight thousand, twelve thousand dollars per week.
1: So there you go. That, I mean, that alone, if you're planning a, a vacation, a, a big vacation, and you can get four four friends together to 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 donate.
0: Yeah. It's a thousand dollars. It's it's what, twelve fifty a couple?
1: That's great. Six hundred
0: bucks a person. Yep. Six hundred and twenty five bucks for all inclusive in Mexico at your own house with a staff? And this is so good me and Matt are actually discussing donating this five grand. We are we have um, discussed this. So check out the house at LuxuryZLO.com, and you'll see how incredible it is. Go to DynastyOwner.com and click the link for the Indiegogo campaign as you check it all yourself. Also check out Dynasty Owner Podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. If you look at their last YouTube episode, uh uh you'll be able to see Matt and I on there doing it.
1: Yep. Well not doing it, but
0: well not no oh. <laughs> commas are needed sometimes yeah i mean we're not physically doing it but like we did the podcast we're doing the podcast <laughs> and we're not physically doing the podcast but we're verbally speaking on video and you actually see us do a podcast for the first time ever yep so check it out now let's get into our uh campaign here shall we of our own let's the nfc it. so let's start with the bears right the bears under matt Nagy's offense makes this a very very scarlett johansson kind of offense and mm. by that i mean it is sexy yeah I just find her attractive. That's all. No. Yeah, you know, we can go the other way around. And it's like uh, it's uh, oh,
1: Jessica shit. Alba.
0: I was thinking of a male counterpart. I don't want to be like you know, exclusive oh. to women here. Uh, the, Who's a handsome fellow?
1: Think the guy Thor. Whatever, what's his name? Hemsworth.
0: Thor. Oh, Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Yeah, this is the Chris Hemsworth, uh, of teams, buff, beautiful, Goldilocks, <laughs> Thor. I mean, you're <laughs> dropping hammers. Come on, who doesn't want some of that? They have Mitch Trubisky, my hometown kid. right? Menor Ohio is proud. Mitch Trubisky. Matt Nagy's offense. What do you think? We mentioned last week, Matt, I think it was on a Nerd Herd episode, I don't know which episode it was, about Carson Wentz, right? So so it was a, it was a Nerd Herd episode. It was. And yeah. like what quarterbacks we liked ahead of Carson Wentz. And we mentioned seven off the top of our head. Wentz is better than Trubisky, but like, is Trubisky too far behind Wentz from uh, dynasty quarterback perspective? From
1: dynasty standpoint? I mean, obviously, Wentz has probably put up better fantasy numbers. And if it wasn't when, for Wentz's when, injuries, when he'd healthy. be top five, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that so that's what you're weighing here, and, and and the trajectory and the trajectory that that Mitch is on. So I mean, it, it it's hard because it's almost not an apples to apples at this point in their career. Because
0: I'm gonna give you. I'm going to give you a yes-no scenario All real right. quick yeah, from yeah. Dynasty. I'm going to sure. go right through here through. All these people are going to be, I'm going to say the person, you would say that either that person's name or Mitch Trubisky. Okay. Dynasty Startup Draft, go Tom Brady. Uh,
1: Mitch Trubisky.
0: Josh Rosen. Mitch. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Sam Darnold.
1: That's where it gets tricky. My, no, I, I, I think it's Mitch.
0: Me too. Lamar Jackson. Definitely Mitch. Ben Roethlisberger.
1: B- Mitch. Yeah, I'm
0: thinking Mitch too. Baker Mayfield. Baker. Andy Dolan.
1: Mitch Trubisky.
0: Okay, so we're over 50% so far. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. Marcus Mariota. Mitch Trubisky. Nick Foles. Mitch Trubisky. Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes. Philip Rivers.
1: Mitch Trubisky
0: the wishy-washy. Yeah. Drew Locke, Joe Flacco? Yeah. Mitch, Over I... both of them? Yes. Wow, you're crazy. Derek Carr? <sighs> could
1: he, have, oh, that's could he, have, a, could he have a bounce back? Does Mid- he,
0: even if he did, still Mitch Trubisky right. for me. This is your test. Sure. Uh, Dak Prescott?
1: That's where it gets real tricky because they're very similar players to me. Um, where they both add, uh, you know, because I was waiting for you to get to him because I knew this was eventually. That yeah, was over. a tricky one too. Um, because they, they they both add the tricky the kind of hidden yards in the rushing attack.
0: Neck and neck, right? Mm-hmm. Neck and neck, they're necking. Right. That's adorable. Yeah. Way better than French kissing. Um, Carson Wentz. Wentz. I think Wentz. Yeah. yeah.
1: But it, but but it's not as far as the talent would tell you. I, I don't think. Dwayne Haskins. Mitch Trubisky.
0: Daniel Jones.
1: Oh, Mitch Trubisky. How
0: dare you? How dare I? I mean, how do I go over the president of my fan club my hometown kid? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's Mitch. Yep. Um, Mitch Trubisky or Mitch Trubisky?
1: This is a tough one. It is. So I'm going to go Trubisky on this one. Kirk Cousins. That actually is tricky.
0: It is tricky. I would take Mitch. Okay. Just give me the youth. I know what Kirk Cousins is. Yes, Kirk Cousins is never going to be top five dynasty startup or dynasty quarterback. No. Mitch has that upside of Matt Nagy's as these weapons get better. I, I, Anthony Miller's a lot healthier.
1: It, that one's really close to me. Okay, okay. I would that? take Mitch. All right. I'll be the
0: tiebreaker. All right, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Matt Stafford. Staff, <laughs> oh Staff, Jesus Staff. Christ, Staff. dude! Stafford wasn't a quarterback one once last year. 17 weeks, Matt. He wasn't a QB one. That's top 12.
1: And they're going to want to run the ball more.
0: Yeah. This is Mitch by a landslide. Okay. For me. I can't even believe you said Matt first.
1: You're fired. I, think, I think it was just based off of old school bias. You know what I mean? When they're okay. just chucking the ball. Matt, this is easily Mitch right. Trubisky here. Yep.
0: Uh, Drew Brees? Mitch, just because of age. Correct. Matt Ryan. Obviously, Matt Ryan. Yeah. Cam Newen.
1: <sighs> Ooh, banged up, banged up, used up, and and that would be the only reason it's not Cam is because he's banged up because he he provides so much in the rush. I know,
0: tech. man. This is like your most comfortable pair of underwear, and it just got a hole.
1: Then you have to throw it away.
0: Not necessarily.
1: Yes, you do. <laughs> I have necessary. got a hard line stance. If I have a hole in my underwear, you know what I do with it. I agree. Stick my two fingers in it and I rip do it completely. I do. so. There's, <laughs> so there's this, no going. So back. There's no going back. I do the same. Can't do it.
0: <laughs> that's my problem. I question myself. i like, "There's no going back if I do this. I have to do it." And it's like <laughs> stick two fingers in and go. <laughs> <laughs> you feel bad doing it. I, that was a bad example of uh, okay, um,
1: but a funny line. I'm glad you said
0: it. It is. I w- <laughs> but something that you like that's now like broken, but you could still technically like use it. Right, like uh I'm trying to think would like a bike without a seat. If you sit down <laughs> if you sit down, somebody's you're losing some kind of virginity. You know what I mean? But it's a really nice bike. <laughs> Jesus. Moving on. <laughs> anyway,
1: Mitch Trubisky. James Winston. <laughs> Mitch
0: Trubisky. Okay. Jared Goff. Goff. Russell Wilson. Russell. Jimmy Garoppolo. Hmm.
1: Garoppolo, probably.
0: Okay. And then Kyler Murray.
1: That's tough because Kyler Murray's got such upside, but he's an unknown.
0: So I think we have Mitch pretty much slightly above average with room to grow.
1: I think he definitely has room to grow. I think, I think like you said, I think he has upside to be a quarterback, one, considering the weapons around him and the offense that he's in.
0: Okay. All right, all right. That's a lot of Mitch Trubisky talk. Just that, going was, that was a lot. I went through every quarterback and he had a foul You did. I just wanted to see where, like – we're starting some of these guys and give everybody. That it was, was, it, was a a, it was a good
1: litmus test, anyway.
0: So, I like Mitch because of the offense he's in, the weapons they're putting around him. They're bringing a guy like David Montgomery. The running backs are now David Montgomery, Tariq Cohen. The the, the weapons around him. were looking at Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller. Like I like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like I like I like Matt Nagy's offense. Like really, the way they get the ball out quickly and how they put the ball in a playmaker's hands. To me, Mitch Trubisky, who could be maybe slightly above average, is going to be put in a good scheme and a good system for him to be a dominant, not dominant, but above average, a, sl- a way above average. Like, Could you see him being like that, Dak Prescott, where he's just always around quarterback 10, 11, 12, right around there?
1: That's kind of how I see him. Do you know what I mean? Like in general.
0: He was QB 15 last year.
1: Right. And 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 I could see him definitely improving on that in, in year two in Matt Nagy's offense, and, and creeping into that same area that Dak's in, which is I mean it wouldn't be a huge bump, but but a couple of space a couple of spaces up for him, you know where he's where he's just kind of right on the border of a QB one, and and there's weeks where he is a QB one, like a legitimate QB one, and, and and maybe the consistency week to week isn't quite there, but. I really I really do like Mitch's skills and obviously I mean you know I, I kind of had him I probably had him upper upper middle area you yeah. know what I mean so so that I, lo- I like him I like him from Something that you'd
0: of- feel good about like building your team around.
1: I would feel good if I had an aging quarterback that I had Mitch on my team, uh, and and you know I, I like the direction for the future. I don't think you want to be starting him much right now. He's a
0: he's a he's a great QB two and super flex. kind of like just like everything we said about Dak on mm-hmm. the NerdHerd episode is how I feel about Tr- Mitch Trubisky right. essentially. Yep. That that sums it up for the Nerd herd members. If you want to know what we said about Dak, who we broke down probably more in depth, well, join the NerdHerd and you'll find out. Absolutely. Looking at his offensive weapons, we have Allen Robinson here, Anthony Miller, and Taylor Gabriel. They draft a guy like Riley Ridley. They bring in Cord- Cordero Patterson. Uh, Emmanuel Hall is a nice player with some upside, but nobody coming in here that's really going to threaten any of these receivers. Taylor Gabriel will be the number three. Anthony Miller, a guy at Memphis who we loved, who was just banged up five different times. This, what is it? Shoulder that got hurt like eighteen times last year.
1: It was a shoulder as
0: yep. well. So. Finally gonna be healthy this year. Really nice player. Fits that Matt Nagy offense really well. Alan Robinson, another now fully removed from that ACL, ACL. injury. Yeah. You know, I was gonna put you know, put a bat last year. And Allen Robinson wasn't terrible last year, but he's coming off it. We see that sometimes it takes a year after the ACL to like fully come into your own and your- they paid him and he's going to be there. He's your number one target in the passing. Yeah.
1: Some, sometimes it's, you know, you're, you you do not have all your explosion back. Sometimes it's a confidence thing. You know, you need to just go through a full year getting banged on, you know, and then, a, then an off season after that, before you really regain yourself.
0: What do you, I mean, Alan Robinson's a, he's a tricky guy to talk about, you know, when it comes to dynasty value, because Besides that one huge year, his second year in Jacksonville, where he's a wide receiver one, I mean, truth be told, he hasn't done anything.
1: You're you're dead on there. So it is very hard. I mean, yeah, you said it was two thousand fifteen where he had fourteen hundred yards. And that and that was ridiculous. Fourteen hundred yard eighty catches, fourteen hundred yards and fourteen touchdowns. Like so hurt. That, that was a monster year. And that yeah, the following year was seventy three catches for 883 and six. I don't, it doesn't, you know, I don't see how many games he played, but set 2017, one catch, 17 yards. So that's,
0: then he's out immediately.
1: <clears throat> right. And then, then he's last year, I mean, he's rounding kind of back into form, 55 catches, 754, and, and four touchdowns.
0: A lot of underwhelming. But the, the, the biggest thing you're going to go back to an underwhelming side would be after the 1400 yards when he's healthy, the only 850 something catches for 800 yards. So like, okay. Is that Blake Bortles? Was that a team issue? Uh,
1: and and a lot went into it, and I think a lot of it was the quarterback. A lot of it was the the whole system that was going on there. I mean, so and last year was again again he's moving teams. He's he's coming off an ACL. He's in a new offense. So a lot. I mean, there's a lot of room to grow. Uh, I, I think for Allen Robinson back into that. You know, t- fourteen. I don't see 1,400 yards and 14 touchdowns. No. Um, I think that was a little bit of an anomaly, but you could see, like, 1,100 yards.
0: Let me ask you this. Dynasty, who would you rather have, Anthony Miller
1: or Allen Robinson? It's a great question. And, you know, on one hand, obviously, they went out and signed Allen Robinson in free Uh agency, so they brought him in. They like him. On the other hand, they immediately drafted this this other guy, um, Anthony Miller, who we really liked coming out last year. Be
0: fair; you need more than one receiver in today's NFL, so that does not worry me at all. It's not like they drafted another running back.
1: No, no, and they were at like sixty five percent in these three wide sets, even. So, um, they're they're another team. You know, I mean, they're 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 looking to do that. They're probably looking to do a lot of two tight end sets with with Burton and Adam Shaheen. Those are both you know pretty good players. But you know. That's neither here nor there. They're both going to be on the field. You know, Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller. Which guy is the more productive?
0: I'm just telling you right now. Tell I mean, me who
1: would you rather take for this year, Allen Robinson? No, in it, dynasty. In You're di- in a
0: dynasty startup draft. Miller. They're both on the board. I would rather take
1: him. I would rather have Miller.
0: I still think at this point, it's close. I would. Still, I would gamble on that big, dominant receiver in Allen robinson and it's a huge gamble man it's a huge if, it's definitely that's a that's it's literally it's a swing and miss kind of thing here it's either you're going to hit it out of the park or you're striking out right if you own him, you can't sell him. he's he's in a, in a dynasty nerds buy sell tool like he's a strict definition of a hold right You're not going to go out there and buy him because you're not going to pay the price because it's too much of a gamble. Mm -hmm. You're not selling him because you're not going to get the return you want for him.
1: Until he has a return to value type of year.
0: And we'll know this year. Mm -hmm. I mean, we will know this year. Mm -hmm. And we'll know that they'll be getting out from Allen Robinson as soon as possible if he doesn't produce. And there'll be another big receiver that comes in to take his place. I am still buying Allen Robinson. I love them coming out of Penn State. When we when I saw him do in Jacksonville earlier, I was like, "Yeah, that's the receiver he can be." I know it's been a long time since then, but there's been a lot of circumstances to get us to that point. This is it for him. Kind of, he's like in that Devontae Parker kind of category. Like, this is it.
1: Well, oh, he's produced way more than Devontae Parker. I feel like he should get a little bit more leeway than Devonte um, Parker. More,
0: more, no, more to the point of like. I know what I have, sure. right? Like, this is sure. your second year in the offense, your third year removed out of, uh, or second year completely removed out of ACL injury. This is it. Like, put up or shut up, right? So, for me, those are definitely the only two receivers I even want on my dynasty roster. Taylor Gabriel is a nice have on the bottom, but he's he's cuttable. Like, he'll he'll have some games where he's startable, but it's too it's too up and down for you to even mm-hmm. worry about mm-hmm. it. That tight end position, Trey Burton, now, this is a guy that we liked coming out um, of Green Bay or Philadelphia. Philadelphia. I'm sorry, Philadelphia. Yep. I'm just thinking of. And we, we. this is a guy we said go out and buy. He comes in last year. He doesn't produce. But we see that a lot from the tight end position, Matt, where, like, a guy, a tight end comes into a new system. Definitely a system like Matt Nagy is not as easy to probably get into. And they don't really produce at a high level first year. But then the second year in the system, they do a lot better. Now, I know they have Adam Shaheen there, too, who is really raw, coming out of Ashland, mm-hmm. who we liked. thought him a good su- upside. I still think Shaheen's probably a, a full another year away from being a solid contributor. I think he's a nice backup plan to Burton if he doesn't pan out this year. But do you like Burton actually becoming actually productive this year and being a solid starter on your team to finish anywhere from tight end 8 to 12?
1: So, I mean – yes from eight to 12 for sure um he was he was tied on eight last year but the
0: which is probably surprising to a lot of people
1: it probably it probably is you just
0: shocked my you shocked me
1: did i yeah, yeah. He, he was tied on eight he, he had 54 receptions for 569 yards and six touchdowns
0: it was easy to be tight on eight last year exactly what <laughs> that's what i'm
1: trying to say is it the, he was tight on eight but with a caveat, type of thing. he needs you know like
0: 180 I mean? more yards and about 15 more receptions to finish here this year. To
1: maintain just yeah. the same slot, which Correct. which would be a statistical improvement and a fantasy production improvement, but maybe not a, a tight end positional improvement.
0: Yeah, a stalemate where he is. But you can live with tight end eight and your roster. You can win a fantasy dynasty championship with tight end eight.
1: You definitely can if you, if you're strong in a lot of other other places. I mean, obviously. Um, as far as the tight end position goes, you know, it's kind of the top three and then everyone else at, the, at this point. I, who knows? There might be another couple of guys that creep into that. From
0: production value or owning wise? Because I think it's a lot deeper than that. Own-wise. No. I'm, from reduction value.
1: I'm saying like a tier. Like there's those top three guys that are really differentiate – they'll differentiate you. So I think that tier
0: widens some this year with the return of Hunter Henry and now Evan Ingram in the offense again this year. I, I think that definitely widens past that.
1: I, I agree, and that's why I said that, you know, I think this year might be a little bit different. Um, but
0: so, – I think Ertz takes a step back a little bit too. You do? Because of Goddard. Yeah. Um, Not I, drastic. I mean, Ertz is literally – Ertz has literally got better over the last four years. He went from being tight end nine to six to three to two. Right. So if you follow the, like, if you were one of those statistical nerds, you know, like, and you're like, oh, uh, analytics, blah, blah, blah. Like, he's going to be tight end one this year.
1: <laughs> that, I think, would probably almost be a bell curve, and then it would start going back down. <laughs> but uh, stay by the bell curve. Let's um, go. So, I, I, I don't know. Uh, again, lost my train of thought a little bit higher on Trey Burton, but he's, I think I think he'll do better statistically than he did last year, okay and still and still be all right for you.
0: I think he finishes right around where he did. like I could see him fighting with TJ. Hawkinson this year. you know, the rookie.
1: no, I could see that for sure. because um, Hawkins is really good which would
0: be great for Hawkinson if yeah. tight end eight his rookie year by the way. running backs. they're bringing David Montgomery. He's our third rookie running back on our board this year. Uh, I think we have a player number four overall in our rookie rankings. Oh, uh, somewhere right around there, yeah. Is he still be, is David Montgomery still behind Miles Sanders and Josh Jacobs for you? Yes. Me too. Is he behind Akil Harry for you? Yes. Me too. And no, then no, I would take David Montgomery. Okay. Right there. Unless I. Yeah, I would still. Him and Hopkinson are neck and neck.
1: They've been talking. Um, They've obviously been talking up David Montgomery as well for his past um, past catching and route running specifically, specifically his route running ability, which this is which is terrible is so news
0: nice. for Tree Cohen owners.
1: Wait, is it? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think I think they're happy to have a guy that's not Jordan Howard. Do you know what I mean? I think they're still going to use Cohen in his little satellite type of role. He
0: finished as running back 11 last year. And even a dip in his numbers wouldn't be terrible. I mean, Cohen had 71 receptions at 1,169 yards. Right. That's gross.
1: So uh, the, he, Cohen, I think, is what he is. I, th- I just think they're happy to have a guy that can actually function in the passing game the way they want out of their true running back, running back. You know what I mean? Cohen's not a running back no that. he's a he's a movable chess piece he's a guy that they can line up in the backfield and flex out wide and, and stuff like that
0: a player that matt nagy needs for his offense
1: absolutely and he also needs his running back to catch passes <laughs> do you know what i mean like they're, it's not mutually exclusive it doesn't have to be the same person it can they can have a, a pass catching running back like david montgomery and tariq cohen and both of them can be fantasy relevant so
0: um no i agree there uh, are we worried about Mike Davis? Um, pro- they gave him two years, six million. Probably not enough, I guess,
1: at least early on in the season. I, I think Mike Davis is going to have somewhat of a role. If for-
0: Similar to what he did in Seattle. Like the same thing where he had the, you know, last year was his biggest year ever. He had the 112 carries, 514 yards, yeah. 34 receptions for 214 yards. Remember, he only had two drops, too. So, I mean, his hands were pretty good on 44 targets.
1: So he, he, he's a viable guy. I don't think he's a long term answer. And I think, oh, no, you know, definitely not that. It's one of those things where early on in the season, uh, Dave, maybe D- David Montgomery doesn't have the pass, um, blocking stuff down as well as he should. And and they use a, a, a D- uh, Mike Davison on third downs and stuff like that.
0: Okay. Yeah. I think it's, it's something to monitor. Again, I like David Montgomery in this offense, I like his pass catching ability. I still go back to, um, my rookie tape where everybody loved David Montgomery. I'm the number one running back. i liked like David Montgomery. Like I wasn't blown away by David Montgomery. I thought he was a really good running back, mm-hmm. but I loved like, I love Josh Jacobs and Miles Sanders. Well, well we, I we like t- David Montgomery. We,
1: we talked about it quite a bit. I think in the, the lead up to the draft, he's, he's, he doesn't have like a second or third year. Do you know what I mean? He's like a one, one speed type of runner for me. So, um, and it's not slow, it's just there isn't a big burst there. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so I understand where, where you you look at the tape and it's just kind of blah. You know what I mean? You, you're not in love with it, but you like the guy. You, you you can tell he's got good vision. He's got good wiggle. He can get he can get between the tackles. He can he can be efficient. He's got good balance and stuff like that. So he's a he's a nice back to own. But he doesn't do anything great or spectacular.
0: To me, he got a big bump to me because of the offense he's in. Literally, that was his big, huge bump for me was the offense. So that's why he's my number three over, one, two, three, fourth overall rookie, which Mm -hmm. says a lot. Let's move on. Vikings. Now, talking about a lot to like from the Dynasty community, the Vikings, Mm. Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs. Two wide receiver ones on the roster. What? That's hard to come by. That is. Two tight ends in Irv Smith and Kyle Rudolph with just gave an extension to.
1: We forgot to mention that until now, didn't we?
0: No, we mentioned it last week when you weren't here. Or no, sorry. This is three weeks. Three ago. weeks ago. <laughs> I keep forgetting this is a potathon. Right. Um, yeah, we mentioned it. You just weren't here. Got it. Uh, we said how hurt Irv Smith Jr. How I was off the Irv Smith Jr. train? Probably bumps him back in, uh a little bit in some rookie drafts now, but. At the same time, I wasn't overly worried about it because it takes three years for a tight end to develop. So right around when Irv Smith is ready to develop, they can finally get rid of Kyle Rudolph. Yep. So it's just now the Irv Smith where you thought, like, oh, they're going to get rid of Kyle Rudolph. He's going to have some instant gratification. It's going to be a slow play. It's going like to be the
1: Dallas Goddard show from last year. You know what I mean? Whereas we weren't even as high on Irv Smith as we were nowhere near as high on Irv Smith as we were on, on Dallas Goddard. Yeah.
0: Quarterback Kirk Cousins, I think Kirk Cousins is literally just a, an average quarterback. Like maybe slightly above average quarterback that makes number one quarterback money.
1: The the worrisome thing that, uh, you know, there's reports coming out, not even reports, quotes um, from Kirk Cousins talking about how he doesn't care about stats like he – you know, like I think in the past he was worried more about his stats. He's like, I don't care if I throw for five thousand yards, and and you know, like a bunch of touchdowns, and my stats look great, but we're only winning seven games, eight games a year. He's like, I need to, I need to shift my focus almost, and 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 just get these Ws because that's the only stat that counts. Well, that counts. Right. That he is right. Don't get me wrong, he is correct for a quarterback to think like that, but from a fantasy standpoint, that doesn't make me feel all warm and fuzzy as as a guy that has Kirk Cousins in a, in you know in a league or two. It's like, do I do I want to hear that out of my starting quarterback? Not really.
0: Dude, I think I am not a Kirk Cousins fan. Again, I think he's just overrated. I think he's just an average quarterback again he gets paid money. I mean, how do you have Two receivers and Stefan Diggs who finishes quarterback. Okay. If I told you here are two receivers, Stefan Diggs finishes wide receiver number ten overall in PPR leagues, and Adam Thielen, who finished number seven overall mm-hmm. at receiver in PPR leagues. That's two top ten receivers, right? And I just randomly told you you're biased. I'm not even gonna tell you the team. I'm like, hey, you have two receivers, one finishes tenth overall and one seventh and overall in PPR leagues. Where did a quarterback finish?
1: I mean, you would have to think he finished somewhere in the top ten.
0: Okay, Kirk Cousins was quarterback thirteen. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even a QB one. Like, how do you not finish the QB one with two top ten dynasty or fantasy football receivers and Dalvin Cook? And you know what I mean? It doesn't. That tells me all I need to know about Kirk Cousins. He's not getting it done from a fantasy perspective. He's not getting it done at an NFL level. He's not getting it done in a fantasy perspective at all.
1: The tight end was was top seven as well. By the way.
0: Oh, was he? Yeah, Kyle Rudolph. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean,
1: just so there you go. So, so it's basically you're peppering those three guys, and you're not you're not spreading the ball around quite enough, um, which is the which is the issue. But but then again, I mean, you look at the rest of their playmakers. Who the hell do they have other than that? I Dalvin mean, Cook. Dalvin Cook, right? Who was he? Started the year injured though last year.
0: I mean, you have. A, I mean, I'm not saying Laquan Treadwell is great, but he's still a first round pick mm-hmm. as your wide receiver three.
1: Laquan Treadwell's is a bust, a complete bust. I guess. I mean, they you can't even poo-poo that one. That's that's no. just a fact. The dude is a total bust. They've got two wide receivers there.
0: And, you're Matt, you're right that they don't have any other big receivers, but you have Kyle Rudolph. And now you have Irv Smith to play that halfback role too, that mm-hmm. that Dallas clark kind of s kind of role. So, to me, there's no more excuses even running a guy like him. And you have Dalvin Cook, man. I mean, Dalvin Cook, to me, is somebody that I love. Before we get back to the receivers, I love Dalvin Cook. I mean, he got middle, hurt. Uh, Middle and early, but from, I think, week 11 on, right, when he was actually fully healthy, he was running back seven on a year. He led the league in broken tackles, which he had one every 3.8 touches. Wait, from
1: from what week? Was it week nine, you said?
0: From week 11 on. Week 11 From week 11 on, because he was hurt in the middle of the year and early of the year, Dalvin Cook. So he was frustrating because he was just banged up, right? Mm -hmm. But when he just got fully healthy, which was week 11, from week eleven on, Dalvin Cook was running back number seven, which is right where I envision him from fantasy perspective. Right. You know? Yeah, me too. And for for the talent at running back, that's a good place to have running back number seven. All so I'm a big Dalvin Cook fan. Definitely playing in that dome out there. It, really good. I said, man, breaking tackles, led the league every three point eight touches, and for me. He's one of my favorite parts of this offense,
1: and 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 the reason I asked you what weeks you were talking about is I wanted to run the numbers real quick on Kirk Cousins, and he and he was sitting right where he normally is, quarterback thirteen, during the during that same span. So oh, it really? wasn't like a it wasn't like a bump in his production. At all.
0: Yeah, see, because he's a jag. Now let's look at the receivers. All right, Diggs and Thielen. I I've, I've he's Thielen just signed his extension, so he's there for a while. Mm-hmm. I'm t- I'm all over Diggs though. I think Diggs is going to overtake Thielen as a number one receiver here. I think I like Diggs so much where if you look at my dynasty rankings at dynastyrenewords.com, I might have him ranked higher than any of us on the site.
1: I'm sure you do. Uh, you've been higher than, you know, you've been higher on him than any of us throughout the whole process.
0: Since, yeah, well, he was a five-star recruit in Maryland. He's, you know, he's
1: somebody who I liked. And he finally cracked 1,000 yards last year. You know, he got 102 receptions for 1,021 and and a, a pretty impressive nine touchdowns. I feel like that's a pretty sneaky um, nine-touchdown year.
0: Here's here's the big thing, which is why I think Diggs. Now, Diggs talent-wise alone, his route running, his receiving, he's just an overall dynamic playmaker, right? Thielen's really good. He's a really good route runner, too, really good hands, too. But here's where I think it, it's going to shift. It's Kevin Stefanski, right? Mm-hmm. When Kevin Stefanski took over the offense, you remember how good Thielen started. He was wide receiver one for a while there. He he ended up finishing the year as wide receiver seven, from being wide receiver one for a while. It's because his last couple there's a midsection area where he took a huge dip towards the end of the year in his production. What changed, you ask? It was Kevin Stefanski. When Kevin Stefanski took over his offense. It favored Stefan Dicks. All right,
1: and Kevin Stefanski. I don't know if you know this or not. Is is a disciple and runs the same offense as Gary Kubiak, who is there now as an assistant head coach. Yeah, and help her run offense. So just just to paint the full picture, go ahead. I just wanted to lay that out for everyone.
0: So when you when when he switched over, Thielen before Kevin Stefanski was the offensive coordinator, Thielen was seeing about twenty eight percent of the targets. Mm-hmm. A lot. When when he took over, it dipped down all the way to fifteen percent. And it actually favored Diggs more shares to the, uh Thielen. So where the previous offense was just really like targeting, you know, Adam Thielen. That was the go to. When Stefanski took over, he got the ball in his play bigger playmaker stands. And that was Diggs. And right. it, he lost thirteen percent of his target share. That's you know, he that's lost a, that, almost half yeah, that's a, of his target share.
1: That's a big time.
0: So to me, this is not a dig on Thielen, but to me, Diggs is. Diggs to me has entered the realm of Amari Cooper value, right? They're close to me. It's okay. Cooper and Diggs. He's up and there. They're, and
1: they're both young. I mean, they're both 24, 25 years old. So that I mean, that makes sense Yeah, from a value standpoint and, and an age standpoint.
0: Like Julio is the lead of elite but in a dynasty startup I'd rather have Stefan Diggs. Does that make sense to you? <sighs> like I'll take the 7 years of sure. Stefan Diggs, 6 years of Stephon Diggs over to two maybe 3 years no, of abso- Julio. No.
1: Absolutely. And you're, and you're just cuz you're uh, especially you you're always going for the the safe long term for those first two or three rounds.
0: Yeah, Diggs is my heavy favorite the target in the second round of any draft mm-hmm. like any any dynasty draft, anywhere i can get him is where i want him in the second round to me as high as pick two one
1: all right let me let me two, pop two. let me pop somebody at you then what if you're you're staring at a, you're staring at a board with michael thomas and and Stephen diggs well that's it, michael thomas easily
0: easily okay me, i, I mean, wasn't
1: sure if that was like how like where where you're at michael
0: there. thomas one of the most efficient receivers in the nfl you know his 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 catch his catch rate percentage is unreal. Michael Thomas is in a different tier. You know what I mean? Right, but I mean you. Look Thomas is that. You look
1: into Michael Thomas's future, and you're like, who the hell is going to be throwing him the ball? In three I think years?
0: he's efficient enough, and I I trust Champagne's offense okay. enough yeah. for that. And he, Michael Thomas is about to get paid too, so he ain't going anywhere with Champagne.
1: So I don't think he's going anywhere. I, I mean, I think his quarterbacks. Gonna I don't, be
0: going and I don't think this is like a tier. Here's here's where I look at. It. So I I see you know Michael Thomas right around pick say eight. To nine, right ten at the latest in the startup draft, I see digs right around from two one to two four in that okay. startup. So for me, that's again that's why I mentioned Amari Cooper because that's that's where the other tier starts for me, right. right? Like I have Thomas at the bottom end of that tier of you know Devonte Adams, Odell Beckham, DeAndre Hopkins. I put Michael Thomas in that same tier, but he's just he's the bottom of that. tier. Sure. you know what I mean. Sure. If that makes yes. sense. Mm-hmm. So then the second tier of receivers, I have it where it's Amari Cooper, Stephon Diggs. That's where we start going to those. And those those are the two guys that I would love. To me, I would love to come out of the draft like that. I would like to come out Michael Thomas Thomas at nine, Stephon Diggs at two. Mm -hmm. That's how I would build my team. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then when it comes back to me in the third round, who's available? Now I'm looking at either possible running back here, because you could probably get like a – uh, a Josh Jacobs or a Miles Sanders or someone on those there's or what tight end might be available. I can see George Kittle there in the third Sure. of, of a draft there. So I'd go along those round, you know, for that. So I love Stefan Diggs more than Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen's 28, almost 29. I'm dropping him down a little bit. All right. Okay.
1: Totally get it. Yep.
0: All right. Let's move on to another team. All right. Because There's nobody else to even talk about in the Vikings. Let's talk about the Packers. Yep. Now with the Packers, there's some interesting uh, guys here to even go over here. Aaron Rodgers, obviously a little bit older, but still a top 5 a dynasty uh, quarterback because he's just that good. We Coming off of Devontae Adams. You know Devontae Adams last year didn't score under 16 points per, under a single game in PPR leagues?
1: I didn't realize that, but it doesn't surprise me.
0: And Devontae Adams is obviously the only I've been preaching since, what, three years ago? Mm-hmm. He Devontae Adams literally was one of the guys. You, you guys hear me on this podcast if you're new to it to it. I always say what looks like an overpay now won't be an overpay in the future.
1: And Mike Williams, perfect example of a guy this year that we've been preaching that.
0: As what could be an overpay now isn't an overpay in the future. Devonte Adams a couple years ago, somebody that I preached hard on. Like I went all in again. I put my reputation out there saying, "Hey, this is a guy you have to go out and get. Overpay if you have to, but get him because it won't be an overpay in the future." And if you did that, it sure has paid off. To me, It's DeAndre Hopkins one, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have Odell Beckham. You have... I'm I'm missing somebody that we didn't mention before.
1: Uh, I'm blanking, man.
0: Yeah, Devontae Adams, Odell Beckham, DeAndre Hopkins. And I would... I would... Now that he's a Brown, I'd probably get the slight edge. just on a startup draft from like a bias perspective draft. Odell Beckham over Devontae Adams. Mike Mike
1: Evans. Maybe you're missing. I mean, I don't know. He's in that
0: tier. Yeah. He's in that tier, but still, okay. So to me, there's three guys at the top, right? So if I was going to be even more specific to the tier, it'd be Odell Beckham, Deandre Hopkins and Michael Thomas or, uh, Adams. Then Mike Evans, Michael Thomas are kind of like in the next Mm -hmm. tier by them, you know, by themselves. Locked in, I would take Michael Thomas over Mike Evans, but it'd be close.
1: Juju's in there, probably somewhere. Huh?
0: Juju, Juju's in that tier too. Um, yeah, he'd fit in that tier too. So for me, Devontae Adams, I can make the argument. The argument from a from a fantasy football perspective, that Devontae Adams is the wide receiver one. I can oh, make that argument.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it can be made for sure. I mean, from a
0: consistency just... touchdown scoring machine, you're talking about a quarterback. I mean, Devontae Adams is so consistent coming out of Fresno State that with Derek Carr, the reason Derek Carr has picked up, he led college football in touchdowns, scored, coming out of college. He
1: scored the most touchdowns. He was a catching machine, too.
0: A monster. Yeah. Comes in the NFL, starts a little bit slower, but now he's Aaron Rodgers, and He's right. he's picking up right where he left off. Just an efficient touchdown scoring machine who's been working on his routes. And what did they just say about Green Bay? They want to throw to him more. Mm-hmm. they want to throw to him more. Right. Matt, they want to throw to him more.
1: 169 targets. How many more do they want to give him?
0: They said more. <laughs> okay. And that's all I need to hear. You can argue that Devontae Adams is the 1-1 wide receiver, which would, in my eyes, would make him the 1-1 in Dynasty starter. Right, right. Now, okay, I've I've I've, I've admit Saquon Barkley for what he is. Could be the one one in dynasty startup draft, to the point where it's like I wouldn't even want the one one at that point because I don't want to force myself to take a running right. back there. But he's twenty one; he's just that good. I want to come out any way possible that draft with one of those three receivers. That's what I want to build my franchise around: Devonte Adams, Odell Beckham, or uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. That's how good Devonte Adams is. So there, we don't need to sit here and just dwell on him too much. The the biggest the, question mark.
1: I say the biggest question mark. I think here is who the hell is going to be the wide receiver two.
0: That is the question, Matt. You know, Marquez Valdez Scant, Marquez Valdez Scantlin was one good game and then never heard from again. Poof. But now they're talking him up again, big time. Right. So, far in minicamp. Are we hooked? I don't know. Toronto, Jerome at- Allison, in his third year in the NFL, I believe.
1: Uh, third, third or, or fourth? Or fourth. Yeah, it might be the fourth. Close
0: enough. Uh, a big Notre Dame receiver, Equinemius St. Brown invested in him and then we have Aaron Rodgers you remember preseason darling was Jake Cooper Jake Kumaro I mean he looked great didn't he he not yes he did here guess who Aaron Rodgers was talking up last week Jake Kumaro yeah Mm -hmm. so who is it Matt who is the guy to own here in Green Bay as a number two receiver who is your prediction Matt tell our audience right now who do they need to own as the number two in Green Bay give it to me
1: can you see my face? Can they? Does that come through on the mic?
0: I'm gonna shock everybody because
1: I have no freaking clue. I mean, honestly, if it's me, I'm, I'm just give me Jay Kumaro.
0: Me too. I'm game. I liked what I saw so much out the preseason, right? And the fact that like if they were like if right now like Aaron Rodgers wasn't like they weren't even talking about him like ah, okay it was just one it was like but you remember who did that too? Uh, Victor Cruz had a really good preseason right. they Didn't didn't kind of do much that year. The following year had a good preseason, and boom, he's Mr. Salsa dancing for a couple of pop, years pop, there.
1: Pop, 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 So here's the deal. Here's why I'm not overly concerned about who they they say is their wide receiver too Because Green Bay is they're the second most frequently run. They, they run the three wide receiver sets second most frequently out of anyone in the entire league behind only the L.A. Rams.
0: Who run like almost 80%, right?
1: Yeah, something, some ridiculous amount. So... They're in it a lot. They want to be, in. that's their their primary, you know, position or a personnel group that they're going to be running. So it's not so much, you know, who is their wide receiver to in name. It's the who who is Aaron Rodgers going to throw the ball? Who does Aaron Rodgers have trust in?
0: Oh, well, they told us Devontae Adams.
1: I mean, it's Devontae Adams <laughs> more obviously him,
0: but but the other guy who. <laughs> <laughs> The media is like, well, who's the other guy you're going to throw to? to? Oh, we're just going to throw to Monte. Just to Just, and and you go straight, you
1: go straight to the quarterback's mouth. At least I do, and he's talking up Kumaro. Uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my eggs in that basket.
0: And then who's the third guy? I'm gonna take Marquez Valdez Scantlin. That's me as well, because I liked his efficiency when he did in that yeah. one. Because remember, we were on we a podcast last year going, "What did Marquez Valdez Scantlin do to Mike McCarthy? Like he literally had a really good game, and then he must have like." finger bang somebody because he wasn't supposed to because this is ridiculous
1: and, and and i can't remember the report that came something came out about that didn't it
0: finger banging no oh.
1: about why he was why he got doghouse
0: something you i remember you talking about it last yeah. year i don't remember it was, cause I it, was can't remember. it was almost a year ago but he
1: did he basically got he got into uh mike mccarthy's doghouse and, and that was it i don't remember the reasoning of it but
0: now let's talk about their tight end in the future then
1: yeah jimmy graham <laughs> you mean the of the past?
0: Well, is this was there, is this a Christmas carol. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh huh. Well, who's the president?
1: Uh Jimmy Graham. I, it's Jimmy Graham. But the past the past is Jimmy G- Graham.
0: Well, not in Green Bay, wasn't. No. To go to his past, you got to go all the way back to New Orleans.
1: That's when he was relevant. Mm-hmm. But obviously, Jace Sternberger
0: has got to own here. But again, like you said three wide receiver sets. He'd be the fourth target even right now. Potentially, they don't really target. But it's a new offensive coordinator as well. Mm -hmm. with Matt LaFleur, so even though Mike mccarthy has gone, we don't know what's going to happen. Let's look at the running game here. Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams. Do we love Aaron Jones? Is Green Bay a sneaky team that's going to jump on this 2020 class?
1: Uh, That's a big unknown. I mean, it's not like they invested a whole bunch in Aaron Jones. You know, he was like a fifth-round draft pick coming out of UTEP. So... If he doesn't pan out this year, obviously, yes, the answer to that question is going to be hell yeah. They're going to they're going to go find one of these guys that's a total stud, and, and they're just going to draft him, you know, early, second round, first round, wh- wherever they need to do it. But all the early reports out of Aaron Jones is. That he took the off season very seriously, came in very in shape. I mean, they said I think he was, his body body fat percentage was down like three or four percent or something ridiculous like that. And that was something that was knocked, you know, a knock against him last year from the old cat coaching staff was that he, he just wasn't up to he wasn't conditioned well enough, yeah. right, to to play in every down type of role. So he took the he went to the off season. He took it very seriously. He comes back into camp, totally ripped and in shape. So I mean. The sky's the limit for the guy. He was he was clearly the better running back, you know, between him and, and Jamal Williams last year. It was I mean, all you had to do was watch a game to to see that.
0: And remember, we mentioned that Mike McCarthy is a, a doofus because he wasn't using Aaron Jones. I mean, Aaron Jones, when everybody else was drafting Jamal Williams in the rookie drafts if you've been listening for a while go back it's all i mentioned this literally 25 times i was like why are people drafting jamal williams when you could draft aaron jones who just is a better overall fantasy football running right. back aaron jones finished his running back 24 last year he was a running back two just made it but a running back two nonetheless now remember he was suspended week one and two last year so he didn't play and then Mike McCarthy just wasn't using
1: it. Uneven use would be putting it kindly.
0: Yes. And then all of a sudden from week eight on, he was the man. The man. So from week eight on is when we have to evaluate Aaron Jones. Is that safe to say? I would say Fairly that's... Because uh, you can't... One and two, he didn't play. Right. And in between that, he he was not used officially.
1: Absolutely.
0: Matt, from week 8 to 14, we're not going to count week 15 because that's when he got hurt. So, he was hurt. He was running back 5 in PBR leagues. Running back 5.
1: Let me run the numbers. Boop, 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 boop. Yes.
0: Matt, I he lose. was running back 5.
1: How many, guess how many points he averaged per game? Tell me. In that span, 19.67.
0: Matt, he was running back 5.
1: Yeah. So, those are pretty decent numbers.
0: Nobody would guess that. It goes back to the thing where you like sometimes it's deeper when you're like, oh, Aaron Jones, he was running back twenty four last year.
1: I mean, guess who's right above him, for instance, Alvin Kamara at twenty point eight. So I mean, I'm little over a point differential between him and, and Kamara, which is nothing. For, yeah, for those for those. Weeks. So
0: this is where wow. like yearly numbers can be deceiving. This is where sometimes you got to dig deeper on a prospect. And Aaron Jones was pretty efficient when he became the man. You mentioned before the personnel they're going to run right. That doesn't leave a lot of room for other running backs behind him, like Jamal Williams and whatnot, running eleven personnel. This opens things up for Aaron Jones a little bit more. Haven't Aaron Rodgers opened things up a little bit more for Aaron Jones? Is he going to be running back five again? Not necessarily, mm, right? But he's running. He has running back one written all over him. Definitely. Baron, if he's healthy and he's young, and remember, I mean. The Green Bay running back, this has been year in, year out. I don't think Matt LaFleur is going to change this. Even this is more of an Aaron Rodgers thing. Why do you think that tub Eddie Lacy had such good numbers? And why do you think I kept saying – he's the opposite, right? I was saying, telling you to sell Eddie Lacy because he was just a product of Aaron Rodgers and that offense, and that's why he was producing, kind of like the LeGarrette Blunt esque kind of guy hmm. that you don't want to have long-term. Right. And for me, Aaron Jones is somebody I do want to own. And Aaron Jones is somebody – A guy who was running back five when he was used accordingly can be had. That's that you just mentioned, Matt. He was one point lower than Alvin Kamara. Yep. Alvin Kamara's asking price is downright ridiculous. Aaron Jones' asking price, not downright ridiculous whatsoever. Matter of fact, he's probably a step below above a Kenyan Drake asking price.
1: I agree with that. I think he's got a little bit more hype than Kenyon Drake, just because he did have that those that short burst of the blow up uh, last year as as far as fantasy, and we're production.
0: but we're moved from that too though. It's right. like some people are going to look at it overall as like Kenyon Drake was running back fourteen overall, mm-hmm. and we we mentioned that you can go even higher. Aaron Jones was running back twenty four overall, and I think some people are going. to some people just forget things like that when they're looking at numbers. They don't—they don't realize he was suspended week one and two. You know, again, if you're savvy, you put a lot of time in, you know, these things. Right. But that's why you put in the time and you—you you, know—you listen to podcasts like this so you can—you have this information at your fingertips. This is the more information you have, the better dynasty player you can be. This is the kind of information that could be a difference maker for you. Going out and inquire players like this, and if Aaron Jones, it's only a two-year window. For what you're going to give up for him, if you get that kind of production, that's the best bargain you're going to get. This is a difference maker that's going to help you win a championship. That kind of talent, right? Mm -hmm. I'm I'm in on it. I'm buying Aaron Jones. Me too. I'm not worried about 2020. I like where this offense is going. I like even more that he did it with just Devontae Adams, essentially. Let's see it in his 11 personnel. Let's see it with some of these other receivers stepping up. Let's see it with an added mix of Jay Sternberger, Aaron Jones – Running back five again in 2019? Maybe. Moving on, shall we? Let's do it. Last team here we're going to talk about is the Detroit Lions. Uh, To me, there's not a lot to get overly excited about, personally, for me, besides Karrion Johnson, because I love him so much. Um, Matt Stafford, like I mentioned on a previous episode, Matt Stafford did not finish one week last year as a quarterback one. He didn't finish as a quarterback one, which is quarterback one through 12, on a single week.
1: On a single week.
0: All year long. And this is a team that's about to revert into a run first team. Right?
1: I think it's definitely trending that way, yes.
0: Yeah. I mean, Kenny Galladay finishes wide receiver 21. Kenny Galladay is, we, is it safe to call him a dynasty darling?
1: Uh, Yes, definitely.
0: Yeah. Are you all in on the Kenny Galladay train? No, I'm not. Me neither, dude. Me
1: He's a darling that I don't want to have really many part of at at the the asking price. You know what I mean? Like, no way I'm going to give value.
0: Yeah, People are taking him like third round of a dynasty startup. Like, he was – last year on a team that passed the ball more than just about anybody else, you know, he was wide receiver 21.
1: And here's the deal. Look at the offseason moves that they've made in Detroit. What have they done? They went out and signed Jesse James to a nice contract. Right. And everyone thought early on in the offseason, you know, when free agency kicked off, he's the one to he's the one to own. He's the one to own like, oh, they went out and got a tight end finally. And then they went and used a top 10 draft pick on TJ Hawkinson.
0: Super top 10.
1: So so they did that last year. They committed to Kerry and Johnson and early in the draft again. They're switching this offense, guys. It's not going to be. What it used to be when they were chucking the ball all over, the, spreading everybody out. New
0: England offense.
1: This is going to be ball control. They're going to be running two tight end sets. They're going to be running ramming the ball down everyone's throat. They signed C.J. Anderson to go along with Kerryon Johnson, another big bowling ball type of guy. There, they're going to be running the ball. The ball off
0: to that James White. Theo kind of might squirrel. not
1: even might, might not even make this team.
0: Correct. I think Karrion Johnson's a, a nice workhorse back. So, I, so do I. I think Le'Veon Johnson or Kyron Johnson's a poor man's Le'Veon Bell. Would say. Remember, I made that comparison. You did in the rookie. And it, I whenever remember in the rookie uh, profile, I said the first time I watched him, I was like out of Auburn. I was like, this is a running back that has piqued my interest. He right. wasn't even in people's. Anywhere near people's first round, I was like, Matt, Carrion Johnson will be a first round grade for me in rookie draft. And we
1: we sat here and watched him together and went, Oh, I like this guy. I mean, yeah, because remember
0: you haven't got. I remember too, I remember like it was yesterday. Yeah. You haven't even got to his tape yet, and you're like, Ooh, look at that.
1: Let's pop this open. I, we we put, we popped it open before the podcast and started watching. We're like, Oh yeah
0: those long strides, Mm -hmm. his patience behind the line, Mm -hmm. his catching ability is absolutely terrific. Uh, I mean, we were some of the highest people on Karrion Johnson coming out. And then last year when he did play in his efficiency, it looked good. And I know they're saying the same thing, like, oh, we might do a running back by committee kind of approach. Well, like Matt said, the way they're going to approach his offense, they are going to run the ball a lot. I think Karrion Johnson's a running back one potential this year. Oh,
1: I definitely see that because, I mean – He's 21 years old. He's young. He's very explosive. He catches the ball well. He's he's like he's the one, if if we were going through that exercise that we went through before, he's the guy that I would want to own. the The one guy on Detroit that I would want to own is is carrying. And then
0: number two would be T.J. Hawkinson.
1: T.J. Hawkinson for and sure. Then Kenny Galladay. And then Kenny Galladay. And then literally no one else. No, I mean I, I don't I don't Marvin Jones. I no thank you.
0: I you know what I think Marvin Jones for being free. You know, for, like, literally having no, like, value in a lot of Dynasty eyes, I think he's a nice own, to be honest with you. I think he's, for what he has, if you have him on your roster as your wide receiver five, he might end up being, you know, if Kenny Galladay slips at all, he has potential to be that uh wide receiver kind of 3 Marvin Jones is, like, one, the, if people don't realize this, actually Marvin Jones is one of the most heavily targeted red zone receivers in the NFL. It's just Matt Stafford's kind of held him back a little bit. I mean, right. Marvin Jones is actually not a terrible receiver. It's just he's been hindered somewhat by the offense of before as well. But when it comes to like targets in the red zone, Marvin Jones gets open a lot. And he's actually targeted a lot too. It's just a lot of the passes are really inefficient. If, if Marvin Jones is somebody that I think is super – again, not free, but affordable and out there, where you say he has, like, I think a lot of people think, like you do, you're like, I don't want nothing to do with anybody in that offense because it was so efficient. If they could get any better under, you know, Matt Patricia at all for the price tag of just, like, for 2019, like, give me Marvin Jones over Kenny Galladay because you're, like, paying, you're paying top 36 price tag on Kenny Galladay and you're paying... Top, you know, one you're paying 150, 160 range for Marvin Jones.
1: And, and, and he was injured, you know, after week 10. He didn't play at all last year. But he did, to your point, he, he averaged almost 13 points per game. So that's yeah. 12.8. You know, that that's nothing to sneeze
0: at. He goes back to I don't know what you're we talking about before about nobody's talking about him. Right. Like at all, nobody's talking about it. and I
1: don't get it. And maybe I'm underselling him a bit at that rate. Right Cuz you
0: remember, like you said it, it was such a Matt Stafford was so underwhelming. Hmm. That whole offense was so underwhelming. He was hurt from week 10 on, like you said. And it's it's a, it's what have you done for me lately NFL. Right. He's a little older now. I mean, how old is Marvin Jones? Let me see here. Um Oh, uh, he's 29. So he's a little bit older, in twenty nine. He just turned twenty nine, so he won't even turn thirty for another year. uh, essentially, a six foot two receiver with good speed and good red zone threat. Where I see Kenny Galladay is more of a possession receiver for a, a guy with Matt Stafford's arm too. I like Marvin Jones still, like. Well, that's
1: he, that's. Oh, well, hold on. so yeah, so nine nine touchdowns in two thousand nineteen, so or two thousand seventeen. So yeah, go you know going back two years when he played a full season, he is a he is a decent red zone threat. He's so. a very nice red zone yeah. threat.
0: And if, and if you watched Marvin Jones last year, if you just go back, it, a Lions fan can attest to this. Like if you're a Lions fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. How many times was Marvin Jones last year targeted in that red zone that you th- saw it to? And it was an incomplete pass. It was a lot. I know because I watched it. I followed him and I tra- I, tra- I tracked him, and I was saying, "Wow, it, Marvin Jones, better pass. He could have yeah. had some big game. Sure. He was in line to have some big fancy points per game. And he just end up being some average fancy points per game. That's my point. That's all. Somebody that's he's worth rostering.able And most people won't think he is. If you do a dynasty startup, Marvin Jones is going so late. It's ridiculous. He falls in kind of almost like how golden Tate in the same offense before was like just disrespected how late he goes and start in drafts and startups. Mm-hmm. Marvin Jones, just, you know, multiply that. Right. So, because he
1: doesn't, he never had the name that, that, uh, golden Tate did. Yep.
0: So, all right, that's it. That is the, uh, NFC, uh, West,
1: um, uh, s- s- south, south, north. I'm
0: sorry, this is north. we a pot, north, NFC north. <laughs> it's I'm sorry,
1: it's the NFC north. I'm fucking Matt, right. we're a, I'm a, messing with you, sir. We're
0: on a pot here. Yeah, we are. Potty mouth, son of a bitch. <laughs> sorry. Um, uh, that's it. it if isn't. you like the show, leave us a rating review on iTunes. We appreciate it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. If not, you know, definitely make sure you check out the join the nerd herd. Uh, we have some great tools on there. Our mock draft tool gives you know it's free for everybody to use, but you also get the live ADP for being a nerd. member every time a mock draft finishes. You get an updated ADP list. You can mock draft for Superflex, IDP, you know, standard, PPR. We had the buy-sell tool. Nice. It's, in the, it's a really cool tool to use. You can see we have 20 writers on there that give you their value of every single player. You can sort it by, you know, buy, sell. See who who do you think we have as the top sell? Who's the best buy? Who's the best hold right now? We have that for you on the nerd herd members, our Rankins, our Debbie Rankins. We have so much more coming around the horizon. It only costs you the price of a cup of coffee. And then the best thing, man, is you get a whole other podcast. Sure We're about are? to break down the AFC North next. with might talk about my boy Baker Mayfield. You only get that as a Nerd Her member. And all you got to do is buy me one cup of coffee a month. Or Matt, one cup of coffee a month. And you get that. It's I, so I need
1: it now this this time. So so, so buy it for me. Because we, oh, yeah. we have one more episode. And, and it's almost midnight. Uh-huh.
0: And again, I mean, if you're just you know skiing down the Alps, right? And you, mm-hmm. don't want, you get tired of the hey three bucks a month you get four more episodes four hours of nerd dynasty nerds in your ears That can
1: get you through a, a nice day on the slopes for yeah, sure
0: that would take the scariness of an avalanche away all right <laughs> just ride out like a I- I got, I got Matt Sue's smooth, silky voice in my ears. Everything's going to be all right. Oh, my God, a bird snow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we'll be back next week. Make sure you check out DynastyNerds.com every single day where we have tons of articles, tons of great stuff, even if you're not a nerd herd member. We got tons of great stuff on there for you. If you want to talk Dynasty, uh, fantasy football, you can hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. You can follow the site at Dynasty Nerds, and we'll be back next week breaking down another team in another division. If you're a nerd herd member, we have the AFC North coming up next. Nice. Bye-bye. Ready, set, putt Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insights. And follow us on Twitter at DynastyNerds.